This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Campania? Amy, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage! The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday, cranking it up to 12. Pick a song, we'll play it loud. Send your request, plus for text 9 at 410-583-1057. Nolan McGraw is waiting for you. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Vinny and Haney. Ravens five and a half point underdogs at San Francisco next Monday night, Christmas night. Battle of number one seeds, possible Super Bowl preview. You know, all that hype is going to be coming up over the next few days. But let's talk about the Birds of Baltimore, the other ones, as they prepare for the San Francisco Ball Club. Remember, they played in the rain in 2019. Ravens won that game here at M&T Bank Stadium. That San Francisco team actually did go to the Super Bowl. Ravens Mm -hmm. lost to the Titans in the divisional round. Hopefully things won't duplicate themselves there. But he's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline USA Today. It's the Ravens Wire. Joins us every Tuesday. Kevin Ostraker. Kevin, good morning. What is up? Good morning. Yeah, we have uh, playoffs clinched for the Ravens and all that hype for the San Francisco game, another storyline, a possible MVP on the line between mm-hmm. Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. Plus, it might be two straight holiday primetime games for the Ravens. Maybe we'll see that Dolphins-Ravens game flexed over to New Year's Eve nighttime. We'll see what happens. Now, not to belabor the injury to Keaton Mitchell, which was uh, devastating, obviously, for him personally. Fans, as I consider myself to be, I was very uh, upset for the guy, you don't want to see anyone get hurt. But within the locker room, within the complex there at one winning drive, uh, I mean, the next the show must go on, next man up, whatever cliche, Kevin, you want to use. But for a guy that was undrafted and becoming a prominent part of their offense, how did they try to uh, regroup and uh, get themselves set for San Francisco coming up? Minus, you know, arguably next to Lamar, the most explosive guy they have on offense. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to lose him because I think you, you have to, if you're a defense, account for so much when you have Lamar Jackson and Keaton Mitchell in that backfield. And I think defenses were starting to respect Keaton a little bit, where well, not a little bit, a lot, where they were sending manpower to him. I mean, we saw Lamar have multiple free open lanes on those, you know, read options or POs, whatever you want to call them, when he was taking it and kind of booting around and going right side runs. He was darting right up there and he was getting like 10 yards, 12 yards. People were sending guys to Keaton Mitchell. Defenses were sending guys there. And even so we saw that one play where Keaton Mitchell starts. I think it was on the left side here. Starts on one goes reverses field. The throws a block, which actually was key on that play. Mm-hmm. And 
at this point, how, how do you replace him? Well, you can't really replace the speed he has. He, he's probably one of the fastest, if not the fastest guy on the team. I mean, Justice Hill is, I guess, kind of the, the replacement, if you want to call it that. They're, John Harbaugh said Melvin Gordon's going to be on the way up. Who I, I thought snaps weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. I thought Melvin played better than I thought he was going to. But, again, it's a big loss for them. I think Gus Edwards has kind of slowed down over the course of the season a little bit. And it's it's tough because you started to have an explosive element with Keaton Mitchell there, and it's it's kind of interesting to say at this point in the season, but he was probably one of your more important players on the offensive side of the ball here, and you just got to feel bad for him in general too. I think Baltimore still that Justice Hill, he for the most part he impressed me mm-hmm. during his time, but then Keaton Mitchell kind of came in and just was this revelation. So. They're going to have to have the next man up mentality. I mean, we saw it with Mark Andrews as I likely stepped up. Now it has to be the running backs. All right, let's talk about something that might be concerning against the 49ers coming up on Sunday or Monday night, rather. The uh, pass protection for Lamar. As brilliant as he is in avoiding trouble, maybe, maybe holds the ball too long, whatever it is. He's been sacked 34 times. And Jacksonville was kind of getting in that backfield a lot, it seemed, on Sunday night, Kevin. 49ers come in with over 40 sacks themselves. Do we look at this as a possible concern for Baltimore down the stretch, the inability to keep Lamar as clean as he should be? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's definitely a concern for me. The, the tackle position is where you have to look with Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses, and I, you know, I think that at this point they have to do the, do the rotation. They they have to do it. We saw early in the game on on Sunday night, Josh Allen was just having his way with Ronnie Stanley, pushing him back, and Ronnie's just not healthy at this point. It, it's clear and obvious. And Patrick McCarry comes in, and I think you see things kind of stabilize a little bit there. But at this point, with Lamar and the San Francisco game in particular here, the Ravens are going to be facing good pass rushers from here on out. I mean, for the most part, you have stars, star pass rushers. They're coming in M&T Bank. You don't want to play them. So for me, the interior is not the issue for me. You know, you have Linderbaum playing great. Kevin Blake is playing really well. John Simpson, his snaps have been a lot better than I thought they were going to be in the offseason. He, he's kind of held it down at left guard. But at this point, the concern for me is Ronnie Stanley, and you see them, uh, Morgan Moses and Daniel Falele, that rotation, and then as we talked about the, the Stanley and McCarry rotation with Lamar, and you, you talked about it there. I mean, he, he's the best at kind of escaping and buying himself time and getting out of those plays, but he, he is getting that pressure from both sides, from both tackles, and it is a concern for me moving forward. Uh, I mean, Kevin, uh, like – Lamar would hit hit his fifth step or whatever, and that tackle being his, you know, being his hip pocket coming from yeah. Ronnie. I mean, Ronnie, he can't put his foot in the ground and anchor. Period. That's his biggest problem. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's not right, and and it's obvious on the film. It's obvious, you know, if you're watching the game, he's at a point in the season right now where the knee, I think, is bothering him pretty badly. You know, who knows how, how the ankle's doing at this point. And I know there have been conversations, you know, just about what do you do at this point because he's a 90-plus, 95-plus million-dollar tackle, but you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you know? It's, it's, it's that thing you have to weigh. I think the rotation is, is what you have to do. And it, it makes sense at this point for guys who aren't fully healthy and clearly aren't performing up to the way that they need to be you know, a tackle rotation isn't the most ideal thing as you kind of head into the playoffs and go try to win a Super Bowl. But if you have to do it, I mean, 
you're right. Stanley, I think, can't anchor right now. And I think, I don't remember what play of the game it was, but that Josh Allen play first. very early in the game. Yeah, <laughs> First play. <laughs> was it the the first? whole first drive. It was embarrassing. He was getting pushed back, and Lamar had to kind of do his Lamar thing. And you have to, at this point, kind of, talk about well what does that rotation look like and how often is it every other drive is it you give two drives off to Stanley put him in for one I'm kind of interested to see as the season goes on and kind of it's going to be physical right it's going to be physical throughout the rest of the season here how much they rotate those guys in and out with each other because I think they have to well the thing is is I mean if you're Todd Munkin you know I, I got to take that into account all the time how, how can I throw the ball deep I can't throw the ball deep because I'm not going to have time that that's that makes my play calling that much difficult, more difficult. I mean, and you see it right from the get-go. You know, Josh Allen, I mean, bam, he's in the backfield every play. Because we talked about it last week. What, is, what does Josh Allen do? Everything based, Everything's based off the bull rush. And what, it, what can't Ronnie Stanley do? Ronnie can't anchor. And it showed from the first play that he couldn't anchor. So that makes Todd Munkin's job that much harder. And I think you saw with the receivers, too. I mean, Zay Flowers. Non-existent. Combined for two receptions for 21 yards for the two of them. And part of that, I think, was it it was kind of interesting how it worked because I think Zay and Odell did get open at times, but there was pressure in Lamar's face within, you know, two or three seconds. And on those plays, he had to escape, scramble, make sure he wasn't getting hit. And then on the plays where they didn't get open and, you know, Lamar sitting back there with – four, five, six, seven seconds to throw, they couldn't get open. And I thought Rashad Bateman had a couple of really nice plays early in the mm-hmm. game. Yep. And Isaiah Likely, obviously, we saw the magical play that they had together. But it seemed like when they were getting open, Lamar was just having pressure in his face. And then when they weren't getting open, Lamar had all day to throw. So it was kind of weird how it worked out. But, again, the stats for Lamar aren't going to pop off the page. He finished 14-21. and 21 or I believe it was 171, but I think in this game, he, he was, all things considered, poised and calm and collected, did have the one throw to Rayshon Jenkins where yeah, he just kind of snuck up there, and that, that was not a good throw for him, not a good decision. But for the most part, thought he was kind of picking his spots, taking his time, and I thought it was a very poised game for Lamar. I think the box score doesn't do it justice how he played. Now, Kevin, the other thing that is concerning, it's been the last two weeks, um, Clowny and Bano. I mean, I'm the biggest Clowny fan. I mean, I was saying give him a new contract, but we haven't seen, you know, him in the backfield. I mean, he was dominating up until the bye. He was the biggest pleasant surprise. Now he's he's having a hard time getting in the backfield. They he and Vanoy maybe look a little old right now. And I think yeah, Owe's looking spry a little bit. He had he had a, he had some pressures, but the pass rush in general I thought was a little underwhelming mm-hmm. on Sunday night. And obviously you you have to step that. It's been one of the things that makes this Ravens defense kind of go and has made them go this year. And I will say that the Jacksonville offense on Sunday night it was a very hard watch. <laughs> you know the Ravens took advantage, right? But McManus misses two field goals. Trevor Lawrence just I mean he drops the ball. I don't really know what happened on that play. I think it just kind of slipped out there. The end of the first half snafu. You can't have those mistakes against the Ravens defense, but I think it's, it looks different if they convert on yes. all most of those. And I'm not trying to discount what the Ravens defense did, but Jacksonville did bail them out a couple times because of, of those mistakes. So 
at that point, you know, that's a Jacksonville offense. Lawrence is playing on the ankle. Christian Kirk is out. He's probably their best offensive weapon there, not named Travis Etienne, who I thought the Ravens did a very good job of bottling up for the most part. But they have to get the pass rush going again on a more consistent level because with the wave of the second, you know, Brandon Stevens is playing awesome football right now. I thought Marlon bounced back from last week. With that secondary, if you you know, if you marry the pass rush and the secondary, good things happen. And I think they were doing that early in the season. But the pass rush, in terms of not only sack production, but some pressure in there too, was kind of taking a, a step back. So hopefully, over the the next three weeks, they can kind of get it going together again. Kevin Ostraker, USA Today, the Ravens wire. Kevin, real quick chance of the Ravens Dolphins getting flexed to either four twenty five or Sunday night or what? Oh, I, I think. I would give it probably a 90% chance it gets flexed. Uh, I, I think it's the, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. The, Beef, the Chiefs Bengals is the one that's protected and the, the Ravens Dolphins is not. I would I would assume it gets flexed somewhere, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Five out of six primetime games would be pretty crazy, though. Kevin Ostreicher, USA Today. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. Kevin, talk to you next Thanks, Tuesday. Kevin. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks so much. You yep. got it. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057. The fan will come back. It's the whip around what happened in the world of sports last night. And historically, Baltimore football, let's just say it made news for things that had nothing to do with the game. And we'll elaborate on that. Vinny's about to learn something today when it comes to Baltimore football. And then we got the Dirty Dozen. We're going to find out who the 12 best teams in the NFL are after how many weeks we in now? 15? Mm-hmm. 15 weeks? We're going into week 16. Who are the 12 best teams? I'm guessing San Francisco, Baltimore, one and two. Who are the rest? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny and Hades whip. 
brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Big and 81057 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Maryland Men tonight back on the hardwood taking on Nichols. Walt Williams will be joining us in about an hour or so. Preview that one. Maryland through 10 games is. Uh, expectations down the stretch here for Maryland trying to stay in that NCAA tournament conversation right now. They're on the outside looking in, but after Nichols, UCLA, then Coppin, I believe, and then it's full-on Big Ten play. You saw Michigan State the other night, by the way, mm-hmm. blow out uh, number, uh, what, six, Baylor. Michigan State won last night, as a matter of fact. Over Oakland, 79-62. Locally, Campbell beat Morgan State. 83 to 76. NBA. Sacramento taking on the Wizards. Look, I don't bet all that well. I bet a lot because I'm on FanDuel literally every day. But I know one thing. Take the team the Wizards are playing and take the O. And last mm-hmm. night, the Wizards are out in Sacramento taking on the Kings. And you know, Kings won and it hit the over because of this guy. Kings move the ball around. Shot clock is at five. Montez got to get to work, got to get busy. Reverse. Oh, a little English from Demontis Sabonis. NBC Sports California on the call. Sabonis out of Gonzaga, by the way. Triple-double, 28-13-12. and 12. Kevin Herter, University of Maryland. He had 11-4-2. 143 to 131 was the final score. Jordan Poole had 28 for Washington. Seems like a hollow. 28, given the way that they lose. Wiz now 4-22 and on the year. They're at Portland coming up on Thursday night. Also in the NBA last night, Cleveland over Houston, 135-130. Can't Whitmore, Baltimore doing it up in the G League right now for the Rockets, but uh, Donovan Mitchell doing it up at a high level in the NBA as he's done pretty much since he came out of Louisville. He had 37. It was, let's see, the Clippers, 151-127 over Indiana. Jalen Smith still hurt. He's been out for a couple of weeks. Ankle and knee issues there. James Harden's been playing really well for L.A. He had 35 last night. Clippers, one of the hottest teams in the National Basketball Association. Atlanta beat Detroit last night, 131-24. Bruno Fernando, Terps, DNP, coach's decision. But the big story here is, Pistons have lost 24 straight games. They're on a uh, pace to have a winning percentage of barely over 100. Oof. Yeah, not good for Monty Williams there. They started 2-1. and one. And then it went to hell. Now they're 2-25. and 25. So that's a, <laughs> it's a bad thing right now. Let's see. Uh, Minnesota, 20-5 are the T-Wolves as they beat uh, Miami last night, 112-108. Hey, with Highsmith. Out of uh, Archbishop Curly, Baltimore kid, rebound, assist, the steal, and a block in that game. Anthony Edwards had 32 for Minnesota. Oklahoma City won 16-97 over Memphis. Santi Aldama, Loyola, he had 9-9-1 for the Grizz. Andrew Wiggins, or Aaron Wiggins, excuse me, Maryland, mm-hmm. 2-2-1. And, one. and uh, out west, Lakers hanging banners. They won their little mid not even midseason tournament, in-season championship there. But the Knicks said, take that thing and shove it up. You know what? 114-109. Manuel quickly had 23-2 in the win for New York as they beat L.A. LeBron did have a triple-double, by the way, for the Lakers there. NHL, the Senators fired their coach, D.J. Smith. He's the fifth coach fired before we hit New Year's. New owner, Bob. In the NHL. 
new owner. Oh, he was walking the plank, it seemed, all along, right? Yeah. And then they went on a losing streak, and they fired him right in the on the, on the West Coast trip, right during the losing streak. So, yeah, it was just, uh, he was dead man walking. And they hired uh, the former coach to be like a consultant, and he wound up getting the job as an interim. He, he, yeah, they bring in veteran guy. So, yeah, the NHL, they don't... Uh, they don't mess around. No, 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 no. The shelf life very short there. It's like milk. You have a milk shelf life in the NHL yeah. unless you're doing some really good things. It's video at Haney, 1057 The Fan. Whip her out here on this uh, Turn It Up Tuesday. A little college hoops for you. 1979, called Phil House, Maryland, 70-60 to 60 over Georgia Tech. Ernie Graham pumped in 21. Baltimore, Dunbar, and like Clifton. Greg Manning. 17 Terps, eventual ACC regular season champs, improved to five and one on the year. 1998 Civic, well, what was it called then? Royal Farms Arena, make it all about me. Fifth ranked Maryland, 81 58 over Princeton. I was there. Laurent Profit, 21. Stevie Franchise had 12 6 and 4. Maryland proved to 11 and 1 on the year. 2015, also in Baltimore, also against Princeton. Number six, Maryland. 82-61 over the Tigers. Jake Lehman had 19-8. Jalen Brantley had 14. Robert Carter Jr., remember him, Norm? He had 12. And Melo Trimble had 10 assists. Maryland proves to 10-1 in the year. Turned out to be probably, given the expectations, because Maryland reached number two in the polls that year, and they did make it to the Sweet 16. But maybe the most disappointing of all the Mark Turgeon teams, given the fact they were expected to be a final four-level team. This day in Ravens history, 2010, M&T Bank Stadium. Ravens edge the New Orleans Saints 30-24. to Joe Flacco, two touchdown passes, one to Ed Dixon, one to Ray Rice. Ray Rice also rushed for a TD. Our boy Billy Cundiff kicked three field goals as the Ravens approved to 10-4 and on the year. And this day in Baltimore in NFL sports history, 1976 Memorial Stadium. It's December the 19th, by the way. AFC division round. Pittsburgh blows out the uh, Colts 40-14. to Bradshaw hit Frank Lewis with a 76-yard bomb on the third play of the game, and they never looked back. One of the best games Terry Bradshaw ever played. I was at a Christmas party at St. Stanislaus in Canton. I was 11 years old. I'm not going to mention the girl's name because I think she still lives in Baltimore, not to embarrass her. But it ha- I kept asking that it was a some Polish persuasion kind of church. Uh-huh. I mean, but they're, you know, Polish people tend to be on the Catholic side. So I showed up because, you know, I had a girlfriend when I was 11. Nolan. Lana Lynn. When yeah. I was 11, I had a girlfriend. And I'm like, I because the game was actually on TV in Baltimore. So I'm Jones and finally I walked up to like the guy in the polka band. I'm like, what's, what's the score of the Colts game? He said, they're losing. I left. I ran all the way home from St. Stanislaus in Canton to Baltimore and Ann Street. Made it home by the start of the third quarter. Should have stayed, by the way, at the uh, party, but it was over. But the big news here was after the game, Don Croner crashed his plane into the stands at Memorial Stadium in the upper deck right between the goalposts. Wow. Don Croner. And here's another story. About 20 years ago, I met Hartloves in uh, Locust Point. The bar in the heart loves Bill and Liz, some family friends. I'm down there drinking a beer, playing a poker machine for fun. And Liz introduced me to the bartender. She goes, Bob, this is Don Croner. 
So I'm sucking on my Budweiser at the time, and I'm like, oh, Kroner. Why does that name sound familiar? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, don't take this personally. You're not the guy that crashed the plane in Memorial Stadium, are you? He goes, yes, I am. The Blue Falcon. So that happened on this date, 1976. Man, it's a small city. Vinny at 81057, the fan. If you're on the phones, we'll get you when we come back. Vinny's Dirty Dozen. 12 best teams in the National Football League. Philadelphia probably dropping down the list a little bit. Where are they as we sit here on this Turn It Up Tuesday? A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a realtor can do for you because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Vinny and Haney's Dirty Dozen. The 12 best NFL teams according to our GM, Vinny Serrato. You're damn right I'm serious. Look, they might not be pretty, but any one of mine is worth 10 of yours. 105.7 The Fan. 15 weeks of NFL football 2023 done. Completed last night as Seattle comes from behind to stun the Eagles. It's Vinny at Haiti 1057. The fan, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw is on the other side of the glass. As we do each Tuesday here on the show, Vinny looks at what you've accomplished as an NFL team. We look at your records, your achievements, and all of the things that go along with it. And then he lists you. In order, 12 best teams heading into Week 16, otherwise known as the Dirty Dozen. All righty. Last week, Week 14, San Fran was 1, Baltimore 2, Dallas 3, Philly 4, Miami 5, Kansas City 6, Cleveland 7, Jacksonville 8, Detroit 9, Denver 10, Buffalo 11, and the Rams 12. So coming in at number 12, 7-7 seven and seven L.A. Rams. They beat Washington 28-20. They've got a huge game Thursday night versus the Saints. Cooper Cup has 22 receptions on his last 26 targets. They're 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 kind of cooking with gas right now. Yeah, those two. Raven saw that a little bit uh, a couple of weeks yep, ago. Yep, and he's looking like he's healthy. Coming in at number 11, seven and seven Tampa beat the Pack 34-20, and they've got a huge game with Jacksonville. Uh, Tampa has won three straight and are currently in first place. How about that? Has Baker, well, we'll see what the next three weeks have in store, but is he uh, (laughs) doing some good things good enough to make Tampa think he's their guy for the next couple of years here? I would think that that the fan base love him just because of his compete and toughness Mm -hmm. and all that. Perfect QB rating, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, and going to Green Bay and winning, that's that's a big deal. Coming in at 10, we never thought this would be. 8-6 and six Cincinnati. Beat Minnesota 27-24 in overtime. They're at Pittsburgh on Saturday. Now, since taking over for Joe Burrow, Browning's quarterback rating is 107.1 and averaging 8.7 yards per attempt. Yeah, he's dealing. He's playing like he did at Washington way back when, taking the Huskies to playoffs and everything. Coming in at number nine, nine and five Cleveland beat Chicago 20 to 17. They're at Houston. Another big game. Probably a bigger game for Houston than it is for Cleveland. Now, in the fourth quarter versus the Bears, Joe Flacco was 11 to 13 for 212. Quarterback rating of 144.4. 
I mean, Joe's a streaky dude, man. When he's hot, and he made some spectacular throws in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I had the three. I was TV- cheering for him. I had the three TVs working, so that was you know one of the games I had. And it still, he sits over there on the bench, and you think he's just <laughs> sitting there waiting on a bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not watching his defense try to hold off Chicago. Yep, coming in at eight, eight and six, Buffalo. Uh, they beat Dallas 31-10. They're at the Chargers Saturday. Should be a puffy panther. So if Baltimore beats Miami and Buffalo wins out, the Bills win the AFC East. Well, they still play the Dolphins again, too, right? Well, that, yep. yeah, winning yep. it. Yep, yep. Coming in at 7, 10-4 Philly. They lost at Seattle 20-17. They host the Giants on Monday. Now, Christmas Day, there's three games. So we got three, and the Ravens are the last game, the biggest game. Now, A.J. Brown has not surpassed 100 yards receiving in five of his last six games. That's a huge problem for them because he he was was a beast. He was stacking some major production. They got Dallas Goddard back, too. I don't know what that's going to mean down the stretch for. Um, Coming in at number six, 10-4 Detroit. They they pummeled Denver 42-17. They're at Minnesota in a big Big game for Minnesota. I mean, playoff implications big time. Now, Jamar Gibbs leads the NFL with 10 rushes over 20 yards. And Detroit, they're going to need things to happen in their favor, but they still have a chance maybe of getting the number one seat in the NFC. They got a chance. They got a chance. Now, Gibbs, Gibbs is to Detroit what Keaton Mitchell was to the Ravens. I'll guarantee you, Bob, that he had he's probably got close to ten rushes over twenty yards. Yeah. And him and Montgomery remember yeah. they eighty six Swift and uh, I know and yeah. Jamal Williams, who were great for them last year, and we were all like, What the hell are they doing? That's why they get paid to make these sorts of decisions here. Coming in at five, ten and four Dallas. They lost at Buffalo, thirty one ten. They're at Miami. Cowboys are averaging thirty nine point eight points at home. And 21-7 on the road. It's a little bit of disparity there, isn't it, Bob? Uh, Over-under is 51-and-a-half. Odds makers like some fireworks, it looks like, on a Sunday night. A Sunday afternoon, rather, 425. Coming in at 4. 10-5 and Kansas City. 10-4 and Kansas. Uh, They play Vegas on Monday. Over his last seven games, Patrick Mahomes has seven picks and a quarterback rating of 85.1. I'll bet you about uh, four of those picks are off of receivers' fingers. Yeah, they're nine and five. Nine and five. Yeah, yeah. and they're ten-point favorites against uh, the old uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who just scored sixty-three points, by the way, and had none the week before. <laughs> yeah, right. Got shut out three nothing. So that means they've <laughs> averaged thirty-one and a half their last two games. Coming in at three, ten and four, Miami beat the Jets thirty to nothing, hosting Dallas. The Dolphins lead the AFC in both rushing yards per play and passing yards per play. Coming in at two, 11-3 Ravens beat Jacksonville 23-7. And as we all know, they're at San Fran Monday night. Ravens are top five in the NFL in both total offense and total defense. Coming in at numero uno, San Fran, 11-3. Beat Arizona 45-29. The Niners have won six straight games by an average of 19 points per game. So in summary, one San Fran, two Baltimore, Three Miami, four Kansas City, five Dallas, six Detroit, 
7 Philly, 8 Buffalo, 9 Cleveland, 10 Cincy, 11 Tampa, 12 the Rams. Speedy and Haney, 1057. The fan will come back, take phone call, 410 583 1057. Get to the funhouse, Nolan McGraw. News from the Nest coming up top of the hour. Going to hear from John Harbaugh. Met with the media yesterday. Let's count that early week money. Last week before Christmas, get that shopping in. We got any cake to spend? The Wiz, Walt Williams, preview Maryland Nichols tonight. Look ahead to UCLA. And Walt Williams going to hand out grades 10 games into the season for Kevin Willard's crew. NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. We just did the Dirty Dozen, the Feeble. Five coming up at 115 and Rich Dubrow, BaltimoreBaseball.com, talking about the lease signing. It's official. Orioles don't go anywhere. So when are they going to get that starting pitcher? Vinny and Haney on your home for sports. 1057 a fan. News from the Nets coming up top of the hour. We're going to hear from John Harbaugh. Met with the media yesterday, later on in the show. We'll hear from Lamar Jackson, Roquan Smith, and others. Ravens 11 and 3 after Sunday night's win at Jacksonville. San Francisco on fire, as we just talked about. During the Dirty Dozen, 49ers five and a half point favorites, at least today in that Christmas night matchup. Orioles signed their lease with the state, so they're not going anywhere. They never were, but now it's done, I guess. One less thing to be concerned about. Now let's start worrying about the uh, the team and how it's going to be put together heading into spring training, which is coming up in a couple of months, believe it or not. Maryland Hoops tonight. You can hear it on the fan against Nichols. We'll talk to the Wiz. Walt Williams about that later in the show. But right now, let's get out to the phones. Go to Ed Narbutis. Ed, thanks for holding what's happening. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Vinny, good afternoon to both you gentlemen. Yep. Uh, I was at that uh, Steelers game, Bob. There you go. In 76. In, uh, <laughs> and, and the crazy thing about that, we knocked out their two running backs on the first two plays because we had the sack pack back then. And uh, Bradshaw threw a 90-yard bomb. Frank Lewis on the third play. Yeah, my, our boy Lairdo was – well, it wasn't Lairdo's fault. I think it was more of a uh, – who was the – Jackie Wallace problem, uh, not a – Bruce Laird problem. But that injury to the two backs, as you said, hurt them next week against Oakland in the AFC Championship game. They couldn't run the ball, and the Raiders took advantage of it. We were leaving. We were leaving, and we stayed around for the whole game, my brother and I, and down where the general mission was, where he, where he bought two tickets for the Oriole game. On the third base side, we saw this airplane come flying in low with a banner. Like man, he flew inside the stadium. We ran back inside there. I could not believe what I saw. He tried to land that on the field and then climbed up, and he could only get so far, and he crashed dead center in the middle of them seats. Yeah. And I was telling, course, uh, yeah, well, you needed one of them hover things to land on the fifty-yard line at Memorial Stadium. Yeah, the fortunate thing was <clears throat> outdoor insane asylum. We stayed around after the games when we won. It's a good thing we lost that day. Yeah, and got blown yeah. out, too. That thing was over by the fourth quarter. Okay, uh, 49ers, briefly, um, three phase strong, no doubt about it. However, they're not undefeated. The main keys, as I see it, to beat them, try to avoid a two-score deficit, stay in it to win it at the end. Mm-hmm. You got to play turnover-free, no gifts, flush Purdy to his left-hand side. Um, Debo Samuel, definite matchup problem. He's fast. He's physical. Very rarely do you see him hit the ground. When he was out, they lost three games in a row. Since he's come back, they've won six in a row. Um, Christian McCaffrey, 
bell cow back, but he only has five plays. C-gap, stretch run left, counter trade to the right, wheel routes to both sides, flat screens to both sides, and red zone interior dives. Um, fundamentally sound blocking team, tight end Kittle, fullback check, ex-Raven, and left O tackle Trent Williams. Williams, big, mobile, and extremely quick when he pulls. Mm-hmm. He's a definite force, but you can follow him to the football. He's going to be the lead blocker on all their running plays. Um, Mike Backer play in this game. Two of the best, Fred Warner and Roquan. If you like, if you like all overall Mike Backer play, this is the game to watch. Uh, last thing to reiterate. If possible, attempt to all game long force flush Purdy off his spot to the left to induce him to swing his body open and panic pass, panic pass into ill-advised field traffic for pick opportunities. The only guy in pro football that I ever saw effective to both sides of the field strong was John Elway. He's not John Elway. That's it, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank all you. Right. Thanks as always. <laughs> Yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of uh, interesting things about the matchups. And I think the biggest thing is it's going to be the tackling just because they've got a lot of good yak, yak people. And you talk about an assist guy. I mean, is is Purdy, you know, a point guard? I mean, is is that a good picture of a point guard (coughs) where Lamar is more not Lamar's more like the shooting guard. Well, he's kind of a combo guard. He can be the assist and he can make some plays for you when you need it. It's video at any one up five, seven, the panels bring Nolan McGraw in Nolan. What's happening? Doing good. I don't want to hear any, uh, trash talk about this haircut either. It's a damn good haircut. Uh, what does she think? It's just fine. It's just fine. No issues over here. I say this when you get her or with you. I have no issues with it. Let me ask you By this, the way, though. we're talking about Nolan's girlfriend. Are we going there? Or I, it... well, no, this wasn't known on the show, so there you go. Well, I mean, I mean <laughs> shout out to Vin, Vin, Vinny's like keeps a secret, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, can I ask you a question? Yes, go When ahead. you get your hair cut, yeah. same person cuts it every time? No. Nah. I haven't had the same person cut my hair twice in a row in forever. But you go to the same shop? Uh, no. I've been bouncing oh. around a lot. I when I need one, I I'm all like I need a haircut. I don't care who's cutting. I just got to get it done. The same way. I yeah. I call day, "Hey, what do you have today? When can you get me in?" So I go to the same shop, but it's someone different every time. And I don't know what it is about this shop. I don't want to name them because they do great work, but every barber I get is like a nut shop. I mean, they're just talking about all this stuff I don't care about. Bringing up politics, bringing up all these problems in their life. I'm like, can you just cut my hair? Yeah, it's supposed to be the other way around. I'm supposed to vent to you. Because they're like bartenders with scissors. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to hear about your problem, dude. I'm the one sitting in here trying to get my hair cut. Or a young lady, whoever cut my hair, which I prefer. But, you know, when I have awesome hair, like I do, as everyone knows, I mean, I don't just let anybody touch it. Actually, apparently I do. I go to, I'll take the first chair. Just get it done. I need my haircut. We had time to get the fun house on the draw. Let's do it. Quick draws, fun house. 
the rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. First texter here says, this week, kind of a weird feeling. Matchup between two best records in football, potential Super Bowl preview. Yet, for the Ravens, feel like the Dolphins and Steelers games are ultimately more important because of seeding purposes. And I would tend to agree with that. The AFC games are more important than the NFC game. If you were to lose one of the last three, losing to the Niners does less damage. And yet, if the Ravens lose and say they lose pretty handedly on Monday night, all the talking heads will be, are the Ravens for real? It'll be this big damper on... Right, it'll be this big damper on Baltimore, and yet it might not have any impact on them getting the one seed at all. Yeah, what's he, 19-1 and Lamar against the NFC? Yeah. Look, we'll do our picks on Friday. I don't see them getting blown out by any stretch of the imagination. But to your point, Nolan... They're bigger fish to fry, but this kind of could be a statement game for them and for San Francisco, for that matter, too. Well, as far as San Fran's concerned, uh, Chris here chiming in says Purdy has proven he's a good quarterback. But if you go back to the games that they lost, uh, Debo Samuel absent for all three. They did not look good on offense in any of those games. Purdy was getting heat uh, in all those losses. People questioning if he was the real deal. Uh, Just... Something to keep in mind. The other thing was Trent Williams missed those three games, too. Mm -hmm. So that was as much as Debo missing. The combination of the best O-lineman in the league and one of the best receivers in the league, eh, uh, that that did a little damage to them. And the Cleveland game, didn't they miss a field goal? Moody. Yeah, they could have won the the game. A Michigan kid. Go back to last Sunday. Texter here says, Trevor Lawrence starting to enter Justin Herbert territory for me where guys get all this praise without really accomplishing anything. I guess you give Lawrence credit for his college success. So far in the NFL, though, I haven't seen anything that shows me he can be an elite guy. Yeah, I don't, I kind of, uh, I'll tend to agree with that. The Like, when you watch C.J. Stroud, the, anticip- the anticipation and all those things, I don't know that Lawrence has all that. Well, he hasn't leveled up. Let's put it that way. In right. year three. And the fumble, not a good look. We're untouched, just dropping the ball out of the blue. The lack of awareness, as we talked about at the end of the first half. Little stuff like that, right? Well, let's last year, let's see, 25 touchdowns, eight picks, quarterback rating 95 and a half, threw for over 4,000 yards. Uh, this year, 3,500, 18 and 10, quarterback rating is 90 and a half. Completion percentage kind of the same. But the point is, this is a guy that when he was coming out of high school at Clemson, won a national championship as a freshman. Never lost. Did they? He never lost a game or lost one in college? I think he lost his last two years in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. No regular season. Yeah, um, no. Uh, Maybe one, or could I be wrong there? But either maybe. way, he was, he was the next Andrew Luck. Yes. For years and years and years. And, you know, he's not a scrub. Nope. There are plenty of teams that would take him, but to the texter's point, and I think that Herbert comparison's not not bad. Right. 
And one last one here. Texter wants to know, uh, what happened to Q? Did he fall off the face of the earth? Yeah. And a side note, uh, also wants to know here, Bob, if you've collected your booze bet with him. I, I have not. And uh, to your point, yeah, we haven't heard from Q in a couple of weeks. I hope everything's okay, most mm-hmm. importantly, because he's usually calling every day or every other day. So hopefully things are fine with Q in Pikesville. Well, maybe if A-Rod, as he calls him, is playing this week. Yeah, all right. You got a better chance of seeing A-Rod playing shortstop for the Yankees <laughs> than you see A-Rod playing quarterback for the Jets. Well, we come back. News from the Nats. Going to hear from John Harbaugh. Counts money, hopefully, at 12-15 by herself. And then Walt Williams will be joining us. Talk some Maryland. Maybe talk some NBA as well. The Wizards, you tell you what. You're in an offensive funk. Play the Wizards. You'll score 140 points. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.